if I use classified data, is my model classified? This is Machine Meets World, Infinia ML's ongoing conversation about artificial intelligence. I am James Kotecki. My guest today, Chief Scientist at Booz Allen Hamilton, Dr. Edward Raff. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Booz Allen Hamilton is a consulting firm. We're here to talk about DOD and cybersecurity and defense. I think to start, can you just give us a sense of how embedded AI and machine learning actually is in DOD today? The DOD has a long history of really being instrumental and a fast adopter of a lot of AI techniques. Uh, an early successful DARPA project was helping the DOD do logistics better. So from that perspective, AI and machine learning is really deeply ingrained uh, in the DOD today. How smart is the government about AI really? How smart is DOD? Because there's different perspectives that you might have on this, right? I might think there's some kind of secret underground skunk works uh, DARPA lab doing the most advanced AI stuff anyone's ever seen. And I might be right about that. And I'm, you can't confirm or deny that obviously yourself. Um, if I am in Silicon Valley, I might be thinking, gosh, people in government have no clue what's going on with AI. And they're the last people I would expect to have any expertise there. You know, if you look at the business world, executives have very different degrees of understanding of AI. Some people have a very surface level understanding of it. It's a buzzword to them. Some people yeah. have been actually in the trenches of this for years. So where where is government? Where is DOD on that spectrum? Uh everywhere on the spectrum. <laughs> uh, you can't have an organization as large as the DOD without having just some of the most wicked sharp people that you've ever met in your life. And people who are just sort of like hearing about machine learning for the first time and you're sort of wondering, how did you not hear about this yet? Uh, and everything in between. The like Silicon Valley, like, oh, the government doesn't know what it's doing is somewhat of an overplayed trope. The government has concerns that the average business does not have. There are going to be attacks against the government in terms of malware or influence campaigns that no one else will ever see or have directed at them. One of your jobs is to look out into the future and think about the threats that, that AI and ML can pose. And I imagine that adversarial use of AI is one of those um, and others. So can you kind of unpack a few of those for us? Sure. So there's sort of three primary buckets that I would group the threats into right now. So one are what we would call evasion attacks, which is you have a machine learning model and I would like to subvert your model and trick you into making erroneous decisions for my benefit, or maybe just to your detriment because I'm evil. So a lot of people are very concerned with this for self-driving cars. If you could put a sticker on, on a stop sign and the car sees the stop sign and goes, oh, that's a 60 mile per hour speed limit sign. I can speed up now. That could potentially cause an accident. People have done the research and shown that that's possible. If I am a human and I stop at a stop sign and some jokers put a 60 mile an hour sign over it, I don't speed up, right? Because I know maybe the outline shape of the sign is an octagon or I'm in a residential neighborhood. So there's obviously not going to be a real 60 mile an hour sign there, right? Like I can use additional context and machines obviously can't do that yet, but it seems theoretically possible since my brain can do that, that we could eventually train a machine 
to get there. Yeah, I think the way you're thinking about it is a valid way to think about it. A lot, a lot of people would call that sort of that humans are the existence proof that AI is possible because we somehow do it. And if you sort of oversimplify a bit, we're sort of walking batteries supporting some wires with electricity going back and forth. So why can't we make a rock that we put electricity into called a computer uh, do it as well? Common sense is really powerful, but we really don't have a good way of sort of describing or understanding how we have common sense. And we're not good at getting computers to just sort of instantaneously come up with stuff like that. Like this just doesn't make sense. You mentioned there were at least two other kind of buckets of security threats that you're looking at. Yeah, so that first bucket was evasion attacks. And that's the one that most people are concerned about and the most work has gone into. Uh, a second bucket we'll call poisoning attacks where you have not yet trained your model, but you're collecting the data that you're going to use to train it. And maybe I can get into your data collection process and poison the well, if you will, and give you some specially crafted data so that when you finish training your model, I've already attacked it. The third area is one about information leakage. And this is the one that actually concerns me personally the most for the long term. So you've trained a model, you have it working, it's running. And by interacting with the world, you sort of you make predictions with your model and then you do something based off of those predictions. I learn information about what your model can and can't do. And I can start to create a copy of your model and steal it from you and replicate your ability. Another concern in the same vein is that you might leak information about your training data. I could extract personal information from the model and de-anonymize people or learn about what's in your data set. We actually have tools that can provably solve the problem. Uh, the problem is it's like literally a hundred times more expensive to train. There is a solution, there's room to improve, but it's something that practitioners need to be aware of so that they can make the judgment call. It's almost like you're saying that machine learning models uh, can at times kind of be like secret codes or something that would need to be classified, not just the code of the model, but even the output of the model itself. Is that how security professionals are thinking about some of this? It's how more of them are starting to think about it. There's a big question that the DOD needs to come to a conclusion on in terms of if I use classified data, is my model classified? And if there's a risk that I can extract the data used from the model, then that has implications for how they're going to reason about that. Setting aside the issue of personally identifiable information, are there other rules in government that are just pondering the idea that a model could be hacked or gamed or poisoned, as you said, for those first two examples of security threats? So are people in government thinking about those other aspects of how models are, are, are or could be under threat? Yeah, a lot of them are. And that's something that I think the DOD has been quick to recognize. And that's something that I've had 
meetings with people about uh, fairly regularly. To what extent do you want people thinking about these machines in human terms? And to what extent are you raising the flag, waving the flag saying, no, don't think about it in human terms at all. That's actually a dangerous assumption. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point. AI is this sort of tricky field where we're trying to get computers to replicate human abilities. And we naturally like to explain things by analogy to sort of make things easier to understand and pick up. And then you have these two things conflating together to create a lot of confusion about what AI really is and what it can do. Well, I mean, as a marketer, I'd say one of the challenges there is that it's a field called, for better or worse, artificial intelligence, right? I mean, you could also yeah. call it data science. You could call it machine learning in many cases, but the popular term for it, for better or worse, is artificial intelligence. So that's the framework under which everyone's imaginations are laboring. Yeah, and I know a lot of researchers and professors who are very upset that AI is called AI and they don't like the name because people get all these confusing and conflicting notions. But unfortunately, it's just a really good name. And so we're stuck with it. <laughs> Dr. Edward Raff is chief scientist at Booz Allen Hamilton. Thank you so much for joining us today on Machine Meets World. Thank you. I've had a great time uh, chatting with you. Thank you so much for watching the show. You can listen to it or watch it, depending on which one you just did. You can do the other one. I'm your host, James Kotecki. Be sure to give us a like, follow, comment. You know what to do. That has been What Happens When Machine Meets World.